Welcome to the Financial Coaches Podcast, where we talk about how to build your practice from startup to scale up while being the kind of coach your clients crave. Finally, a podcast for financial coaches. Here are your hosts, Maria Casillas and Cody Sizemore. Hello and welcome back to the Financial Coaches Podcast. My name is Cody Sizemore and I am joined here by the lovely Maria Casillas. Maria, how you doing? I'm doing fantastic. Thank you. Good, good. So um, I wanted to bring up a topic that was actually posted about in our Facebook group. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think it's a really good topic to discuss because I know for a fact there's a lot of coaches, in particular new coaches and aspiring coaches that feel this way. And I think it's a very, very important discussion. But first, before we get into that, Let's talk about where this post came from, and it came from our Facebook group, and that Facebook group is called New Money Habits Financial Coaches, and that is a really, really good way for you to be plugged into this uh, this whole community. If you haven't yet joined, you definitely should um, because you know you might have a question that's similar to this question or a different one. And it, I can tell you that this post that uh, this this person made in in the, in the group actually got a lot of responses, um, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of really good discussion in there. Um, and of course, it's also leading to us having a discussion on this show as well. So, you know, it's a really good place to get value. Um, so I would encourage you to join that group again. It is New Money Habits Financial Coaches. And I also want to encourage you that if you've been listening to this show for a while and you have been enjoying it, it's been bringing you value, Uh, we only have one ask in return because we do this show for free. We don't have any sort of ads running on this. We don't get paid for this. We are doing this simply because we want to provide value. So the only ask that we have in return of that is that you were to leave a review, an honest review, um, and also share the show. You know, if, if you know anyone who is also thinking about becoming a coach or you know someone who is a coach that you think might get good value from it as well, you know, pass it along. Um, it's a really good way for us to grow this show and to create more impact. Uh, and, you know, of course, we're not running ads to do so. Uh, we don't want to do that because we don't want to take up your airspace or anything like that. No one likes ads. So <laughs> let's keep it that way. And one of the best ways to keep it that way is for you to leave a review rate the show, and of course, share the show as well. All right, let's jump in, shall we? Let's. Okay. So like I said, uh, this topic came from the Facebook group. And really what the whole topic is surrounding is just having the courage to launch your financial coaching practice. Mm, That's perfect, because we were talking about showing up last week. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's talk about it then. Yep. Yeah. So, um, you know, I think that this is a really common thing with with people who are brand new coaches or people who are like aspiring coaches. Um, you know, they have the thoughts of like, well, am I qualified enough? Do I know enough? Am I actually going to be able to help people? Mm-hmm. What if I fail? You know, all that kind of stuff like runs through your head when you're starting anything new, let alone a, a coaching practice. Yep. Um, and so it's basically like your first big hurdle that you have to work through in order to actually get this thing up and running and then helping people, 
right? Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. And that's really what she what she said. So I'm actually just going to go ahead and just read the post that that she had said. um, And then we'll kind of discuss it. And, uh, you know, I myself responded to it with the comment. And Maria also left a really good comment as well. So we'll we'll unpack those two. But uh, the post itself reads, I'm trying to get the courage to launch my coaching business. I'm so nervous. I won't get any clients. It is almost as if I'm talking myself out of launching because then I won't fail. Does anyone else struggle or struggle with this? What helps you get past this feeling? Mm -hmm. Before you jump into your response or my response to that, what jumps out at you as you reread that? I'm just curious. Yeah. Um, it is a, it's, it's a lot of, um, just questioning her, her abilities, questioning Mm -hmm. her worth. Um, a lot of anxiety is in there as well, but also Mm -hmm. she's, she's setting herself up to have like this expectation towards like, you know, if I don't launch it, then I won't fail at it. Mm -hmm. You know, she's setting herself up to fail Mm -hmm. before she even launches it. Mm -hmm. Um, but even so, like, you know, she's saying, well, if I don't do it, then I won't fail. But if it's something that you want to do and you don't do it, then isn't that failing? Okay. Whew. I'm so glad that you went there because that's exactly where my head went. Um, it's what jumped out at me as I'm hearing it for the second time. And that sentence, the, the, fir- the first stuff that you said, I agree with, but it's that second part that you went to that, like, that's where my mind went initially was that I'm almost talking myself out of it so that I don't fail. So first of all, I love that you heard that she would assume that she's going to fail. Like that was the underlying assumption there. Like if I don't start, then at least I won't fail. In other words, I totally plan to fail, but I even love more where you went with it. Cause that's where my mind went was if that's something you love to do or that you think other people need you for and you don't start isn't that failing and so I went straight to the let's define the word fail now not not that we have to do that but it just reminds me that words matter the -hmm. definitions that we give to words matters is so as you're talking to yourself ask yourself what am I saying out loud what am I saying quietly what you know maybe i'm not saying the quiet part out loud but what am i saying to myself in my inner dialogue and what meaning am i giving to those words because they absolutely matter so i'm intrigued that the same thing popped out to you as did to me and i appreciate you letting me go there with you yeah i i always have the mindset that you never actually fail at something until you decide to throw in the towel Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. as long as you keep going you haven't failed Mm-hmm. Right. But if you decide to throw in the towel before the towel even gets dirty, it still counts as failing. Yeah. You know? So yep. you're, 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 you're actually failing by trying to avoid failing. Yeah, I agree. And if you have a hard time with the habit of using the word fail, you know, and you're at, like, I can't really get rid of that. Then I have loved the idea of failing forward. Because if, mm-hmm. you, if you're like, well, if I didn't do it just the way I wanted to, I see that as failure. 
okay, I don't, I don't see that as failure, but if that's what you're thinking, then at least be willing to fail forward. <laughs> so, you know, the, the whole idea there is that you didn't do what you thought you were going to do, or it didn't look the way you hoped it was going to look, but it did move you forward. It got you closer to the direction you're actually trying to go. And so failing forward is probably the best way to fail if you must. So, uh, yeah. yeah. So what did you say to this lovely poster? Yeah. So I, I read the post and um, in the moment of me reading it, I was like, I could go two ways here. I could really lean in and really, you know, leave like this big comment of like everything that I think and, you know, basically just talk about what we just talked about. Right. <laughs> you know, I, I could do that. Or I could do something so simple and so dumbed down that this person would read it and be like, oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> and with this post in particular, I decided to go with that route instead. It's just do something so simple that it's like, oh, okay. So my response to her was simply, how many clients will you have if you don't launch? What's your response, Maria? How many clients will this person have if they don't launch? That would be a big fat goose egg. Right. And that, mm -hmm. and that goes back to like, well, if you don't do it and you're afraid of not having clients, it's the same as not doing it. Like, you know, if you don't do it, then you won't have clients. And that's your fear is not having yeah. clients. So like, yep. what are you afraid of? <clears throat> so I can answer for her. Um, I don't know her personally. Um, but I, I know, and I'm not even saying this would be her answer, but it might be my answer in this moment. When you have the goose egg of clients, because you chose not to launch, you feel like you have sense, some sense of control over that. Like the only reason you have zero clients is because you chose not to go out and have clients. And that's not as much of a blow to the ego as Oh yeah, I totally put myself out there and I got nothing. <laughs> right. So I, well, again, I don't know her. I don't know if this is where her mind is, but I could see where I, I love your, I love your response. I, I think it really just starts to get you thinking, yeah, I, I won't have any. And hopefully it helped her to realize that she really wants to go and help people. And that's the way that she's not going to be able to do that is by not starting at all. But I could see where that would be. One small difference between goose egg number one and yep. goose egg number two. Yeah. But my response to that is that, that there's two words that are like the most devastating thing to a person. And those two words are what if. Mm -hmm. The regret. If, if you're on your deathbed mm -hmm. and you look back, the last thing that you want to say is, what if, or I wish I could have. Mm -hmm. That's the last thing that you want to say. So yeah. I would much rather know that, hey, like I, I did this and I did fail, but at least I tried mm -hmm. rather than getting to, you know, the point in my life to where, you know, I'm not going to be able to do this anymore. And I say, well, what if I could have done that? What, what would I have been able to turn that into? How many people could I have been able to help? What kind of legacy could I have left? Mm -hmm. 
Mm -hmm. So in that sense, what we're saying, I guess, is that you're kind of having to choose between the fear of failure and the fear of regret. And in, in those particular circumstances, you're choosing one fear over the other, which kind of sucks. I mean, I, I remember talking to a lot of people and talking about like those moments in life where you have, remember those game shows where they'd have like three doors and there'd be something behind door number one and door number two. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I remember many times in my life, probably even pretty recently where it feels like there's poop behind door number one and crap behind door number two. And that's what you have to choose from, right? I usually use a little stronger language, but we're keeping it G rated. <laughs> so when you have that, it's like, you still have to make a choice sometimes. And in this case, you're choosing between fear and fear. So which one will haunt you more? The fear of failure or the fear of regret? You fail, will failure haunt you more than regret or vice versa? And I don't know the answer to that question. You, you who are listening know the answer to that question for yourself. I know for myself, regret would haunt me a lot more than failure would. I feel I, all the I, time. I agree. I agree. <laughs> and, and I also think a different, a different way of looking at this is like, you know, so you said you're choosing between fear um, or fear. Right. Mm -hmm. But I think that there's a different perspective that you can take this as well uh, to where it's, it's choosing between fear or your dream. Right. And that's, that's very much more polarizing, right? Mm -hmm. And it, when you think about it that way, what you have to basically ask yourself in this moment, you have something that you want to do, but you're afraid to do it, right? And this is something that, you know, you can use in your consultations as well. Because people are, you know, they're, when you get to that place to where, you know, you pitch what you ask people to invest, and they have that moment of like, am I going to do it or not? Um, you know, they always have these these two things that they're committed to. One is they're, they're committed to their fear. And the other one is that they're committed to their dream. And you have to ask yourself, which one are you more committed to? Mm -hmm. Your fear or your dream? If you're more committed to the dream, let's do it. If you're more committed to the fear, don't do it. But you have to deal with that. Mm-hmm. Which yeah. one are you more committed to? You know? Yeah. I like the word. I, I didn't, I didn't love when we talked about choosing between one or the other, but I really like when you threw in the word committed to one over the other. Uh, mm -hmm. So I, yeah, I think that that's something that people can absolutely take and use, like you said, in their consultations. Uh, it's a really great reframe of like, what, what are you going to, like you said, commit to in this moment? I really, really like that. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. so I love the, the quick response. Yeah, I let's dive into what you said because tend to, some, yeah, I, was say, I tend to do some quick more. responses too. Uh, but the yeah. reason, the reason mine was a little deeper was not because I'm deeper. It's actually just because I was responding to something that she had responded to in response to something else that someone had written. So mine's actually a reply in, in another area. Um, and I don't need to read any of that reply to you. I just want... I just want you to know that um, this is something I think a lot of people struggle with. And I, what I wrote on there was an example of what I actually have written on my own screensaver. And that's because she asked, does anyone else struggle with this or are you currently struggling with it? And so uh, I told her that 
a lot of times I do have that fear that she was talking about of either putting something out there that somebody doesn't like, or not even that somebody doesn't like that nobody likes. I don't care. I, I know that I don't serve everybody, but when you put something out there, there's that fear of what if nobody likes this? I used to be in sales of a product and I did really, really well with that. And I didn't struggle with hearing no on a regular basis. But when I started doing coaching, I struggled a lot more with the fear of hearing no. And I had to do a lot of internal work to figure out like, why? Like I had no problem with that before. And it didn't take too long for me to realize that it's because in this case, I'm the product. <laughs> and I was like, so when I hear no, when I heard no before, it was like, well, they just didn't need that product or they didn't want that thing. And I was just the conduit between the product and them. And then when I started putting stuff out there, my thought was, I'm the product. Now, that's not true. I'm not actually the product. Their freedom is the product, right? Um, and I was still just the conduit. But in the moment, because it was my ideas, and as we talked about last week, uh, you know, not doing the cookie cutter stuff and having your own little pizzazz and sprinkles and things, if it yep. was my sprinkle that they were saying no to, I took that a lot more personally. So I realized real quickly that it was my ego <laughs> that I had to keep in check. Um, so That's what I really, did- That's a really, really good observation, by the way. Thank you. Which that one? That it is ultimately your ego. Because <laughs> that was something that I struggled with too. And we've had yeah. discussions about that. But it's, yeah. it's really important to, to recognize that. Yeah. And I think that a lot of people that are, especially the listeners of this show are not egotistical people. You know, they're not the ones who are out there who are like, look at me, I'm amazing. And I, you know, I never do wrong. Right. They're, they're actually really well hearted, good hearted people who are out there looking to help other people. And so this whole idea of my ego's getting in the way kind of feels foreign and, you know, like it's, it's like, it's not going to sit right with us. But ego is really just the protection of ourselves, right? And so, um, <clears throat> excuse me. So what I had told her was that on my screensaver, it literally says, um, let your, see, I, I'm not looking at it, but I have it in my head. Let your, let their need for what you have to offer be bigger than your fear. I don't know where I heard it. I don't know if I made it up. I mean, I put it on my screensaver four and a half years ago. So I really don't even remember where it came from. Uh, but I just remember realizing that what I have to offer for them is more important than the fear of having my ego struck down once in a while. And I think we kind of started touching on this last in the last episode when we talked about just show up because you need they need you, whatever it is that you have to offer. And that has helped me every time I start to feel that fear of, well, what if what I have isn't what they need? One way I saw that, I alluded to this last week, was find other people, find other coaches who have different spins on things that if you meet somebody who doesn't have, who, who can't use what it is you have to offer, then you have somewhere you can send them. And then it's not a lose-lose for anybody. Like you actually... You, you didn't get that sale per se, but you still help them by sending them to somebody else. And you just go on to the next person because that mm -hmm. next person might be the one who absolutely needs everything that you have to offer for them. And so that's kind of where I went with that particular person. And um, I don't remember what I was even responding to, <laughs> but I remember that that was my reply. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of really good stuff in there that you had said, um, especially surrounding the ego. And I just want to like echo what you said Okay. that like 
when we say ego, we're not talking about you being full of yourself right. or anything like that. That's not what we're talking about. Um, what we're actually talking about is you, like, like you just said, Maria, uh, protecting yourself, mm-hmm. you know, like you don't want to feel bad about yourself. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think that's what this, uh, this girl was saying in the post, you know, she said, well, what if I do this and, and I fail, you know, she's making it about her mm-hmm. versus making it about the people that she could actually help. Um, and I think that's a really, really important thing to think about because when, when you step into the coaching space, you're in a service-based industry mm-hmm. and it, the most successful financial coaches are the ones that make it about the client and not about them. Even when things go well mm-hmm. for the clients, it's not because I'm an amazing coach. That's right. It's because they stepped up and they did it. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a really tough thing to work through and to realize and to, you know, make peace with. But the sooner you do, the better. Because that's when you're actually going to be able to do things like starting your practice and then, you know, empowering people through your practice instead of empowering yourself. Because when you empower people, then they're going to go off and they're going to act differently and they're going to speak differently. They're going to hold themselves differently, which is going to turn the heads of people around them and say, what changed with you? Why are you so much more happy? Why are you so much more empowered? You know, like, why are you carrying yourself like this? Because like last year you weren't like this. So what happened? And then they can say, well, you know, I, I, I did this or I did that, or I talked to this person and this is really what helped me, you know, become empowered. And then boom, you get a referral. Mm -hmm. It's a, it's a ripple effect, you know, and you know, you might be the, the, the stone that's casts, but at the end of the day, like the people are, are the, are the ripples in the water that you affect, you know? Yeah. Um, so I just wanted to echo what, what you had said about ego, because I think that's very, very important. Um, and at the end of the day, guys, like, I know there's a lot of people listening to this who are just trying to learn about coaching. Maybe you've been, and I'm going to call you out. I'm going to call you out right now okay maybe you've been listening to this show for months and you're just thinking about getting started you're trying to learn and that's what you're basically saying to yourself in your head is like well i'm not going to get started until i really feel confident and i and i you know know everything that i need to do i know what everything's going to come up i know all these things i'm not going to get started until i have all the pieces to the puzzle taken care of. If that's you, I want you to know that I'm calling you out right now. And I want you to just have the courage to just get started. Get started next week, maybe even tomorrow. Just put something out and say, hey, I'm doing this now. And just run with it. Just run with it because I guarantee you that if you've been listening to the show for months and you still haven't done it, you may never do it. And I think a big part of it is that fear that this woman was talking about in her post and what we're talking about on 
this episode. And it does take courage. But at least you'll do it. Mm -hmm. And to echo that a little bit, it took courage for her to post it too. (laughs) So I I just, I want to throw that in there because I think... I think sometimes, and it wasn't even an anonymous post, which is even more courageous, I think. Um, that's action. I just want everyone to hear that, that what yeah. what she did, she says, I'm, I'm afraid to actually launch this business. But the fact that she spoke fear out loud, she actually took away the power from that fear. She put it out there so other people could hear it and that disempowers that fear. So I just wanted to say that too. Uh, It does take courage to do that. And I encourage each and every one of you, if there's something that you're struggling with, put it out there. I mean, you you don't have a judgmental group of people there. Uh, No one has said anything disparaging about any of it. People want to help and they jump in and they help that. And I have a feeling that by you putting something like that out there, it's not going to just help you. It's going to help the several other people who are thinking and feeling the exact same thing and are mm-hmm. just too worried to put it out there. So yeah, I encourage yeah. you to do that too. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, you're right, Maria. You know, like she, she did have a lot of courage just putting that one post out there. And mm-hmm. I definitely want to make sure that we acknowledge her for that uh, because it's a big first step, you know, whether she realizes it or not, that post of just saying, Hey, this is how I'm feeling. Mm-hmm. That is a big first step. Yep. Um, taking to actually getting things up and running because if she would have never have put this out there, uh, she would still be having those internal conflicts, mm-hmm. uh, within herself. She wouldn't have had the perspective and input from everyone in that comment thread. And she wouldn't have this episode to listen to as well, Mm -hmm. which by the way, she had no idea that we were talking about this. So if if you are listening to this and you're like, what the heck? Uh, Sorry, do it. Just know we're doing this out of love. So, (laughs) and feel free to reach out to us and ask for help. That's the other piece of this. We're, we're happy to help with this. You know, like we, we want you to succeed as much as you want to succeed. So let us help you do that. This was a fun discussion. See what happens when you guys come to our group like we ask and put stuff out there. We get Mm -hmm. some fun discussions. So, Mm -hmm. Thanks so much for this, Cody. I loved it. Yeah, of course. It was definitely a fun one for me too. So, um, yeah, thank you as always, guys, for for chiming in to the show. Uh, We will be back next week with a brand spanking new episode. (laughs) So be sure to keep your eyes peeled for that. And we'll catch you then. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Bye, guys. Thank you for listening to the Financial Coaches Podcast, brought to you by New Money Habits and Sizemore Financial Coaching. Submit your questions to our hosts by emailing podcast at newmoneyhabits.com. Be sure to subscribe to be notified of future episodes and join our growing group of like-minded coaches on Facebook. And until next time, happy coaching. Music provided by Summer School.